dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Hello, let me introduce myself. My name's Jodie, a PhD student at King's College London, studying neuronglia signaling in neuroinflammation in neurodegenerative diseases. This is a blog that introduces you to Drosophila melangaster, otherwise known as the fruit fly. Research flies when you're having fun. Fruit flies are often thought of as an annoying pest. They're commonly found whizzing through the household, hovering above that bowl of brown bananas you swore you'd make banana bread from, and in the lab. Here I will explain why they're one of science's most useful model organisms and give you an insight into the kind of research these little beasties contribute to. Drosophila melangaster, otherwise simply known as the fruit fly, are very commonly used in genetic, scientific and medical research. This is largely because of their ease of laboratory use owed to their short generation time, high fecundity and relatively simple genetics. Because of their size, their body measuring no more than three millimetres in length, fruit flies can be stored in great numbers. Hundreds of them can be seen crawling inside a single vial, laying eggs in their food, their young burrowing deep into the mush, and then emerging, wandering larvae up the sides until they settle to form pupae. And so it begins again. It sounds disgusting, I know, but the ability to contain this simple life cycle within a vial means that it's easily monitored and fly stocks can be kept in labs for decades this way by simply flipping them into new food every month. Despite the vast differences between you and that little fly, about 75% of the genes responsible for human diseases have homologues in Drosophila, meaning that they are widely used across genetic and neurodegenerative research. Human genes and fly homologues can be modified to enable researchers to study the impact of specific genetic mutations. These mutations can be linked to physical appearances in the fly, including traits such as wing shape, eye colour and hair pattern using balancers. Fly genetics also make use of temperature. Did you know that you can slow down their development by placing flies at 18 degrees? Special incubators allow fly researchers to finally control the speed at which new flies emerge and old flies age. In neurodegenerative research, disease genes are often associated to temperature-sensitive promoters, which essentially switch on these genes to age the fly when it is placed at 29 degrees Celsius. But what else can you do with a fly? The lifespan can be studied to see if certain genetic mutations and interactions affect survival. In ALS FTD research, they're used in climbing assays to assess motor ability. Flies are anaesthetised with CO2 and gathered into empty tubes marked with pen lines at one centimetre intervals. The tubes are tipped to reset the flies and then the test begins. A stopwatch is started as flies start to climb up the tube. The markings are used to measure the distance climbed per fly in 20 seconds. This experiment takes advantage of the fly's negative geotaxis, their natural ability to orientate themselves against gravity. This innate upward climbing behaviour is a great tool for measuring motor ability in flies with genetic mutations associated with ALS and other movement disorders. But there's more. In epilepsy research, you can induce seizures and monitor duration and recovery time in the fly. In pain research, you can use heat plates to monitor stimulus aversion. Using assays like DART, the Drosophila arousal threshold, you can research the startle response and sleep defects in mutants. 
and in addiction research, flies show addictive traits towards alcohol consumption. But beyond behavioural experiments, flies are a great alternative to other protected animals for experiments which are more invasive. Fly brain dissection is a great way to visualise changes in the brain in vivo. With anatomical assessments such as cell nuclear circularity and protein localization possible with the help of GFP genetics and fluorescent antibodies. As you can imagine, fruit flies are small, with their brains no bigger than a poppy seed containing just 100,000 neurons. They bring a whole new meaning to the phrase small minded. Therefore, this type of brain surgery is known as micro dissection and is carried out using a microscope, sharp forceps, and a steady hand. Holding the proboscis, one set of forceps stabilises the head, while the other removes the eyes, taking great care not to pierce them, as the orange pigment will cloud your dissection medium, obscuring your view. And you should be left with an intact brain, two optical lobes and a central brain. It takes some practice to get this right, but experienced researchers could do many a minute. These are just a few examples of the ways the fruit fly is used in the lab. So next time you see one hovering above the bowl of bananas, be sure to thank it for its contribution to science. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.